0: Amen amen thank you so much church of the warm heart and chilly hands it is so good to see you good morning, good morning. are you ready for worship yes. i'm ready for worship are you ready for worship yes. people upstairs are you ready for worship people yes. online tag tag text me instagram me facebook me whatever it is that you do tell us that you're ready for worship and we will get going let's stand and sing today
1: this day, for the beauty of the changing seasons, the colorful hues of autumn, and in the quiet of rainy days. Lord God, today we pray for those that are struggling, for those that feel like they have more than they can handle, for those that need a little extra love. May the falling leaves of autumn remind us that there are gifts in letting go. And Lord God, help us to hold space for discomfort and sadness. May times of hardship and grief help us to draw closer to you so that we may be open to your presence of comfort and love. And Lord, we pray that in this we may experience a peace and that transcends all understanding so that sorrow may be transformed to joy and grief to gladness for the gifts of love lord god thank you for the relationships in our lives past and present and guide us in your wisdom to be sources of life of love and of comfort and lord today we gather together as your people looking to you as the source of life of love and of comfort and we pray as jesus taught his disciples to pray our lord our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now please take a moment to to greet one another in Christian love and fellowship.
0: Great and down, or those who are just young at heart to come on down for worship. This is your time. Hey guys, good to see you. Is this his first time down? I think so. Yay! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you guys. Happy Sunday to you. It's cold outside, isn't it? Yeah, fall is coming. We have our altar, a little different today. Some fall stuff. We've got a lot of bread. We've got breads across the world today for communion. Uh, I know you got Sunday school today, but afterwards, come on up and have some, have some bread. My wife gave this to me for our first, second, third, somewhere in there, our anniversary. I wanted a globe, and she got me a globe. Uh, and I, I love globes as a kid. And I would, like, spin it. When I, a, when I was a kid, we had i I'm not saying this is old, but some countries are no longer on here. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, but I used to spin the globe, and I used to put my fingers somewhere and close my eyes and see if I landed on water or land. At first service, I landed in Casablanca, and here I landed in Hawaii. I'll take that. I like that one a lot. Uh, can't tell which island. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, but we got foods from all across the world, don't we? Yeah, when I was your age... We didn't have a lot of different types of food at our house. We grew up in a small place that didn't branch out. How to say that nicely. I didn't learn about chips and salsa till I was in high school. I know, right? Yeah. I didn't learn about Chinese food till I was in college. What? I know, right? All we had is hamburgers, hot dogs, and they did do spaghetti, so I did get Italy in there a little bit. Uh, But oh, just the wonderful foods that we have today uh, from all around the world is just wonderful. Today we are celebrating World Communion Sunday, which is a a Sunday where churches all across the world uh, promise that they'll take communion and and, and acknowledge that we are all one church serving one God. And uh, someday wouldn't it be great if we were all together again. Uh, World Communion Sunday came out of World War II. After World War II, some churches said, what can we do to help? Do unity, and so they decided to have unity. So today we're going to have breads from across a lot of parts of the world. We're a little on the European side, but uh, this is what we have for on, on tap for us today. We have sourdough bread. Can I hear an ooh, ooh. from France? We also have naan from Middle East. Ah. ah. Native American bread from America. Ooh. Uh, oh, in case you're curious, before you jump from that one. Um, it might look a whole lot like Cheesecake Factory brown bread, because the Cheesecake Factory stole their recipe from a Native American recipe, so that's what we're using today. Right. Flatbread from Latin America. Ah. Italian bread from where, do you think? Italy. Ah. Pita bread from Greece. Mmm. Opa. Hawaiian bread. And what do they say there? Aloha. And of course, gluten free for those who need a gluten free option. But after Sunday school, coming up, we'll have a lot of bread left over. Uh, my kids love Communion Sunday because they love taking Jesus home and snacking on Jesus throughout the day. But we'll have we'll have plenty of Jesus to share. Can you pray with me, Heavenly Father? We ask your blessings upon this bread of life. That as we take the cup, that as we take the uh, the bread, that we that we make ourselves a little bit more like Christ, with a little bit more love, a little bit more patience, a little bit more kind, and a little bit more like you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. You did a great job today, by the way. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I think we have Sunday school waiting for you in the back. Right before we hit offertory of here, I just want to share how we're going to do communion today. By the way, my name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It's good to have each and every one of you with us this morning. We're going to do communion a little different. Can I hear a gasp? Different at church? I know. Uh, you might notice that all the chairs are kind of in the, uh, away in the back for today. Uh, we have a table back there with all those different kinds of bread. So uh, when we get to communion... Uh, we'll all go back there, and uh, I know we have some servers. I'm just going to ask the servers just to prepare it when we get to that time and just get the uh, napkins off and all that. But feel free and go up, take take a piece of bread, take a cup, uh, choose the one that you like, and uh, on the sides there, you'll notice a little uh, basket for the, for the disposables. We'll also do uh, something called the Great Thanksgiving. Some of you grew up in churches where uh, Thanksgiving was a lot more liturgy a little more to do than you will. Uh, sometimes I feel like I cheat a little bit at communion because I just give—I give the words necessary to make it happen. Um, there's actually a long liturgy that goes with it. We'll kind of have uh, that great Thanksgiving today. So if you grew up in a church that really celebrated communion and you miss it, today is your lucky day. If you grew up in that church and you're you're happy to be beyond that, it's it's one one Sunday uh, a year. Uh, I hope you still enjoy the great Thanksgiving. But uh, as we take the offertory, we're a church that cares. We're a church that loves. We take our offerings uh, not only just for to, to make this you know this this building and all that happen, and, and staff and all that, but we also celebrate and help people in need. We 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 clothe the naked. We feed the hungry. We care for those out here. One of the pro, uh, programs that we uh, participate in every year is Crop Walk. Uh, Lisa, raise your hand. If you're curious about rock, crop, crop walk, walk <laughs> as, crop, 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 crop. talk to Lisa. If, if, you're, if you'd like to sponsor someone for crop walk, walk over to Lisa later on. If you, if you want to see if your shoes are available, like are, are, are good to walk in, uh, walk to Lisa. Find out. If you're curious to find out how far it is to walk. Back Back in my day, because I'm old, back in my day it was 10 full miles. And then I changed it to 10 kilometers, and now it's... Three miles, five, okay, so it's still a 5K, it's a 5K. But there's a big celebration at the park. Walk to Lisa, find out what you need. But I think we also have a video as we take the offertory.
2: I walk because I like to help people. I love volunteering at my local food pantry, the Outreach House. And I love doing things. This is my ninth consecutive year doing this, and I love helping the community.
1: The positive impact that Church World Service has globally is incredible.
2: I believe that walking for the Prop Rock helps bring us all together and reminds us how we're all connected to each other and that we can care for each other. I
1: walk to help support my local food pantry that I volunteer at. I enjoy being able to see the money that we raise go directly back to our community. It makes me feel like we're actually doing something good in this world
0: but it was just a wonderful thing to see everyone coming out for a great cause. I walk because
1: there's a lot of need around the world and in the community, and if I can do something to help, I want to.
3: I walk because we need to end hunger, and that's the best way to do it.
2: I want to be part of the solution to ending world hunger and local hunger. I walk
3: because there shouldn't be hungry people, and I want to make sure that other people um, on this beautiful earth have enough. I feel like this is a wonderful opportunity. I encourage anyone to join, wherever you are. This is a wonderful course. It's a big gift for me to come in and participate, donate my time or the money or T-shirts, anything I can do to participate. Otherwise, thank you for the, to the organizers. God bless you all. Thank you so much.
2: Today's reading is from 1 Chronicles 28 through 9 and 20. And 1 Kings chapters 3 verses 5 through 15. And you, my son, solemn, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. At this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people to numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people, and to distinguish between right and wrong, for who is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Psalm had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for death of your enemies, but for discernment and in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings, and if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke, and he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his court. Thank you.
0: I remember watching... The Wizard of Oz, back when I was like eight or nine years old for the very first time, it was at my grandfather's farm, and I was laying on the floor eating popcorn into the evening with the whole family. This is when you could only watch a TV show if three channels, one of three channels would carry it, and like it was like once a year, right? And so um, public television, I remember they were doing their pledge drive, and so they were showing favorite movies throughout the, 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 their season. And there was a message, I remember laying on there on the floor, there was a message, for nearly 40 years, the story has given faithful service. And I thought, this was an old movie to begin with, and 40 years before that, was anybody alive back then? Like, how, how is that possible? This film is 84 years this year, 1939. Uh, the book, 123 years old. The Wizard of Oz, a whimsical look at how to deal with the realities of life. And I know you you thought it was just a children's film, but it's not. If you you read the book, it's it's an allegory. The plot begins with a nasty neighbor who tries to put down Dorothy's dog, Toto. Uh, Dorothy runs away, a cyclone carries them away to the magical land of Oz, and people die right away, flat, house. And Dorothy quickly longs to return home, but the locals tell her the only way to go is to go see the wizard, and you have to follow the... Some of you have seen this. All right. You're my audience. Along the way, they meet the scarecrow who needs a brain, tin man who needs a heart, cowardly lion who desperately needs courage. And traveling together, they help realize that what they need is already within them. 1900, that's when this book was written. Uh, transformation of American society going from agricultural to industrial. Scarecrow, farm, tin man, industry. And cowardly lion, this is the time that the, of, of, of politicians and army uh, needed a little bit more, more courage. But it's also an allegory of the Christian life. What we need uh, to live abundantly and to serve God, it's, it's not found somewhere over the rainbow, but in the everyday Kansas of life. Dorothy's friends each needed something different, and we're no different as well. So during the sermon series, I want to look at the examples that King David left for us. King David, 1,000 years before Christ, King David. David and Goliath, that, that David. He became king of Israel. Had a slew of kids, a whole bunch of kids. Uh, more than one wife. That's another story. But one of his kids was going to be king. David conquered the town of Jebus, turned it into Jerusalem, the capital. And people were asking, when are we going to build a temple for the Lord? And he was going to save it for the next generation, for, for Solomon. And we have in our scripture reference today, it's kind of the, the, uh, the blessing, if you will, or maybe the deathbed kind of speech. This is what I want for you, my son. At the end of his reign, he called them all together and and, uh, called his son Solomon. And this is what David said. Acknowledge God and serve him with wholehearted devotion, with a willing mind. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Mind, heart, courage. Sound a little familiar. David told Solomon he needed to serve God with a willing mind. Son, my son, go get some brains, my son. Scarecrow. David told Solomon he needed to serve God with a wholehearted devotion. Go get some heart, my son. These are the prayers that I had for my kids too. So, so next week, yeah, we'll look at the Tin Man, uh, what he needed, the heart. How do we get a heart after God's own heart? And David told Solomon he needed to serve God with courage. Go get some courage, my son. So later on, we'll look at the basic need of the lion, who ironically needed courage. Serve God with with your mind, with your heart, and with courage. Lions and tigers and bears. And Solomon listened to his father. The Bible says that Solomon was the writer of all the Proverbs that we have. It's right after Psalms. Of Ecclesiastes, right after Proverbs. The Song of Solomon is also in his, in his uh, pen. It says this in Kings chapter 4. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people in the east and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. Just a little dig at Egypt right there. So how did he get to be so wise? Early on in his kinship, uh, he had a dream, and it said, Little child, think late teens, early 20s. After worship, he, he fell asleep, and in the dream, God asked him, Solomon, what do you want? If you could have anything, what would it be? And Solomon's response, I need wisdom. I'm young, I'm trying to figure out this world. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's the idea, right? I need a discerning heart. Who could lead these people of yours? Help me know what I'm doing. Isn't that a prayer for us? And the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. Since you have asked for that, I'll throw everything else in there as well. You want wealth? There's some wealth. You want long life? Here's your long life. Uh, death of your enemies? It happens. Read the book. It's, it's in there. Uh, and you'll get the steak knives for free. (laughs) Thank you for asking for wisdom. Solomon awoke. He realized it was a dream. Wouldn't it be great to have wisdom? There are days I wish I had some. Wisdom, the art of making good at what life throws at you. Wisdom is that intangible, that uh, ineffable quality. It's not just what you know. But it's what you do with what you know, right? Makes all the difference in the world. Whether you're running a business, trying to run a country, trying to run your own life, run your family. There are times in life that we are overwhelmed. That we just, life life just gives you a lot that day. Some, it doesn't have to be bad. It could be good. Sometimes we're overwhelmed with good. I, it was about 20 years ago. Uh, I came home from a Palm Sunday. I was doing youth group. I came home Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. I didn't tell you I was telling the story. Palm Sunday. I get home and my wife is there smiling. And, and she shows me a test, a test that she bought at the pharmacy earlier that day. And it's positive. Now, in my head, there's no way that God would trust us with another human being. She shows this to me, and, and I is this yours? She's like, why would I show you someone else's? <laughs> Lord, I need wisdom. <laughs> I'm a youth pastor. Uh, my wife's a teacher. We should know about kids. And, but this one's ours to mess up, right? Give us wisdom. I am really good with like sixth to seventh graders. That's, that's my wheelhouse. She is good with the babies. So when the baby came, baby's yours. Give them to me when they're in 6th grade, 7th grade. And uh, that's how it worked out. Um, Sometimes life's not fun and overwhelming. Maybe a death or a divorce or disinterest or bankruptcy or think of all the horrible things that happen in life. And I don't know what your prayers are, but... Let the prayer be for wisdom. So much of life is not what happens to us, but how we respond to what happens to us. We are starved for wisdom. I can get on my phone right now and find out the GNP of Malaysia, but how to raise a 15 year old teenager? That takes some wisdom. How to be a better husband? How to, be, how to be a political leader, how to be a good teacher, how to be a good good pastor. So this morning, my message is, is pretty simple, and it's hard. It's amazing. God offered Solomon anything, and Solomon chose wisdom. And with wisdom, he got everything else. Maybe I need to make that my prayer as well. Not for everything else, but just life's hard enough. As I look at my prayer life, if God would ask me, wouldn't that be an interesting thing? If God would ask me, Pastor Mike, what do you want? Look at you, what do you want? What would you ask for? Would I ask for money? Lord, if I only had more money, I could be happy. Although without wisdom, do you know where that money's going to go? Just out the door, through my fingers. I think I saw, God bless the billboards that tell you How many losers so far? One billion losers on Powerball. Because that's the amount of money that's right. Yeah, what would you do with that? Um, And then you hear about so many, so many, uh, over, over half of all Powerball winners or lottery winners are bankrupt within five years. Wow. They get the money, but they don't get the wisdom. It would scare me to win. I, I don't play because I've learned this. I get the same odds if I buy a ticket or don't buy a ticket. I have the same odds of winning, so I just don't buy a ticket. I don't have a money problem. I have a Pastor Mike problem. <laughs> Lord, if I only had a, a, an, an awesome body, if I had an awesome body, I could be happy. Lose 20 pounds. My, my daughter counts how many chins she sees every day. Like she's up to four, and like, oh, you're grounded. Although without wisdom, you know what? My body's going to go back to what, it, to what it was. I don't have a fitness problem. I have a Pastor Mike problem. If you can make my family perfect, where my wife and children will be, would obey everything that I ever said, then I could be happy. Without wisdom, someone could run their family into the ground. And if God did grant me a perfect family, guess what? I'm not invited to that because I'm not perfect. I don't have a family problem. I have a Pastor Mike problem. It could be that we need wisdom to get through whatever it is that we're facing. Think about what you have. You don't have someone in the back of the first service. I have a Pastor Mike problem. No, put your own name. Put your own name in there. there. This is what I get from Solomon today. Let your first prayer be a prayer for wisdom. If my prayer is to grow this church, then my prayer shouldn't be, Lord, grow this church. Lord, show me what I need. Give me the tools and the talents necessary to to, to share with us. That's the prayer, right? If someone's prayer is to get out of the blahs and depressed spirit, maybe the prayer should be, Lord, give me wisdom to see what I should be grateful for today. Right? If your prayer is to guide your kids... Or to guide your parents, some of you are in that boat too. Lord, show me when to speak. Show me when not to speak and get out of the way. Let your first act be a prayer for discernment. You know the scarecrow? The one who needed all the brains? Guess, guess who ruled Oz after, at, at the end of the story? Scarecrow. Proves national leaders don't need brains. It, 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 there's a precedent set right here. I don't care what party you're in. It's just both of you. I'm going to close this morning with some famous words from Solomon. The prayer for wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what time is it. What time is it? Because there's a time for everything I've been told under the earth. And in Ecclesiastes, it gives us a time for this and a time for that. And the challenge is to know what time it is and live your life in a, in a sort of balance. And you kind of go between the two. You can't live. There is a, a time to hug. Did you know that? There's also a time not to hug. And that one took me a while. Like, what do you mean there's not a time to hug? Uh, you know, if, if my little kid sets fire to the cat. <laughs> I'm making that one up. <laughs> uh, it's okay, it's okay. No, there's a time to spank, right? There's a time to hug, there's a to And then later on you go back to hug. So there's your balance. There's a time to be angry. There's a time not to be angry. Some of you are angry all the time. You know what? Dial it back. There's a time not to be angry. Some of you never get angry about anything. You know what? Get hot and bothered every now and then. There's, there's injustice in the world. There's something to be angry about. Light a fire uh, under yourself and get animated. I don't know what it is for you, but there is a time for everything. So we're gonna close this sermon uh, with the words of Solomon. We're gonna split it up. Instead of me just reading it, we kind of got a left side of the church and a right side of the church. Uh, we'll, it'll be up on the screen, kind of a left side. We'll start off the proverb. The right side, we'll, we'll finish it. And uh, that'll be that'll be our, our sermon. Although I get the opening line. Uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's a clock from the Heritage Tower, just right out here. There is a time for everything, and everything on earth has its special season.
3: things, and the time to throw things away. There is a time to tear apart, and a time to sew together. There is a time to be silent.
0: Not exactly in there, but <sighs> let's partake in the good, great Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
3: It is, right to give our and
0: it is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and of earth. You have made from one every nation and people to live on all the face of the earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, 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 God of power and mind, heaven, heaven and earth are God, full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, Name Lord. holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit he commissioned us to be witnesses to the ends of the earth and to make disciples of all nations and today his family and all the world is joining at his holy table. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. Gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and drink. Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this, and as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice. In union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. died. Christ Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world. And strengthen it in every nation and among every people, to witness faithfully in your name. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit in your Holy Church, all honor and glory are yours, everlasting Father, now and forever. So we're going to take communion. I think we have a beautiful violin solo here in a moment. Uh, We're going to do it a little different. Communion, community—that's what communion is. Usually, we just take it by ourselves and go on back. But the table is in the back. Uh, We're not going to dismiss by rows. What's going to happen is we're all just going to go back there. Feel free and take a look. Look around. See, uh, see which bread you'd like, and take a cup. We're gonna make a circle back there. So with with your bread and with your cup, we'll make a circle and then we'll all take the bread together and we'll all take the, uh, the cup together while cadence plays for us. I'll see you in the back. bless your appetite. Following the service, I believe there's Lunch Bunch. Is that correct? Lunch Bunch, where are you going today? Deja Brew. Right after the service, feel free and talk to Pastor Jen about how to have lunch together as a church family. Say hello to the person next to you and just cheers, if you will. Cheers. Cheers. Good to see you. Salonja. and able, let's stand for our closing song because of your love.
3: Because of your love
0: from now, in case you're curious, is our annual Pink Out. Pink Out is where we uh, recognize breast cancer in the world, and uh, we wear pink. To celebrate that, I'm cheating, doing two weeks early. Uh, we're going to be gone, actually, two weeks from now, so I'm doing my Pink Out today. But two weeks from now, wear pink. If, uh, you'll get a reminder next week, but uh, just, just to let you know that's, that's coming up as well. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we walk in these days of autumn, may the bread of life go with you all. On your way out, take some bread. Go in peace.